Hello, and welcome back to K-Bakes Podcast on Childhood ADHD. I am your host, Kelsey Baker, and tonight we will be addressing two of the theories revolving ADHD. Before we dive into tonight's specific episode and the matters at hand, I want to take a moment to really quick remind everyone that this month is ADHD Awareness Month. So again, it is such a perfect and exciting time to be looking into this disorder and all the different components. All right, so uh, let's get into the matter at hand. The first theory that we are going to discuss tonight is social construct theory of ADHD. This theory argues that ADHD is not actually a disorder or a pathology, but rather a diagnosis that's given simply to construct an explanation for why some kids act the way they do and how their behaviors do not meet social norms. So if we want to put that in a more blatant brass day-to-day explanation, um, this theory pretty much, for lack of better words, says that the reason it that ADHD was pretty much just created to be the reason given to make an excuse for children who don't know how to act properly. Some even go as far as to say that it was something that was invented, not discovered, simply so parents who feel they have failed in parenting can use it as an excuse to resolve their personal guilt that like, oh, my kid can't sit still and my kid yells and screams and does crazy things and my kid's off the chain. So, you know, that's not my fault. They just have ADHD. It's not the fact that I haven't parented them. That kind of whole thing. And side note, I am not saying that I agree with that. Just explaining it a little bit more in depth. And they, they see that they're, Pretty much, I mean, it's known that there is a genuine issue with overdiagnosed ADHD, um, especially in the beginning of 2000s, like when I was a kid. Um, there, it seemed like the hot ticket item, everybody was being diagnosed with ADHD or, you know, the the numbers have continued to rise. And I mean, that's valid, but... I just feel like this is a very brass, very rude theory, in my opinion, especially when there is physical evidence that ADHD is real and it's more than just um, unruly kids. I feel like this theory also goes into the huge stigma around ADHD. Um, They kind of go hand in hand. So... You know, when you do tell someone like, oh, well, I have, you know, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder and you come back with, oh, you're one of those. Like it just it casts a horrible shadow. I'm not saying that there's no merit in this because clearly we all know that yet again, you know, there has been overdiagnosed and I'm sure there are parents who are trying to use ADHD are trying to get a diagnosis to, you know, I guess blanket or cover their parenting choices. I don't know. I feel like 
there would definitely need to be a lot more research before I could get behind this, but you know, maybe, maybe it plays some kind of part. Who knows? The next theory that we are going to address is going to be um, food additives and sugar and how them being in your diet can not only cause, but also possibly exuberate the symptoms of ADHD. This, this theory kind of has two subsets. Um, there's The first one is the elimination of things. They believe that you should have, you know, a, your diet. Children should have diets that are restricted um, with things like monosodium glutamate, or MSG, which is found in a lot of condiments and shelf foods and stuff like that. You know, it's a good preservative. Aspartame, which is found in a lot of sugar-free alternative stuff like gum and yogurts and things like that. Um, nitrites, which can be found in healthy foods like fruits and vegetables naturally. But on the negative side of it, it can also be found in a lot of synthetic preservatives. So that's, I guess, the part they really want you to limit. Um, and then sodium benzate, which is a food preservative and pickling agent and is found in a lot of condiments, snack foods, some fruits and juices. Um, it can also be found in our water uh, thanks to different fertilizers and pesticides and things of that sort, which is kind of strange. Um, also, they this theory claims that you need to limit or remove artificial colors, specifically red and yellow, as they add to making children more hyper and not being able to focus. And the other side of, so the second subset of this would be actually the need to add um, as they believe that ADHD is actually just the cause of nutrient deficiencies. The three main things that they really push are zinc um, is the first one as it regulates neurotransmitters of dopamine and may make methylphenidate more effective by improving brain response to dopamine. Dopamine is such a huge component of ADHD. So, you know, that that's very interesting to look into. The second nutrient would be iron, as iron is key in making dopamine. And the third one would be magnesium, as magnesium is a crucial component for your brain when making neurotransmitters in general. The good thing is, is all three of these can be found in a daily, well-rounded, normal diet. But for those who may find that their levels are low, they are super simple to be added in. I do feel like this subset of the two would be a lot easier when um, addressing children and working with them as you know, it's a lot easier to add things into children's diets than it is to bar them from having them at all. Especially when we're talking about things that are found in ketchup and barbecue and ranch. And I mean, I can't speak for all children, but you know, with my four girls, 
those are things that they they live off of, they function off of, you know? So, I mean, it's very much an interesting thought process. It's very much an interesting thought process. But I would think that this subset, the second subset would be a lot easier to, you know, maybe look into along with other components of treating ADHD. There was um, also another thing that was constantly being brought up when I was trying to, you know, look into this more to make sure we were ready for tonight's episode. And that would be that major food allergies are being brought up as a possible trigger or cause for ADHD. Um, They advise that, especially if you've been diagnosed with ADHD, but that you look and be tested for all the major allergies because they say that soy, gluten, wheat, and corn can cause some children to excessively lose focus. Um, I have not seen when looking any deep research into this yet, but like I said, it was something that just kept coming up and it it's kind of interesting to think about really, I guess. Um, so that's something else that you could look into possibly and hopefully they're going to continue to do more research. I can't for say if either of these theories have any real merit or basis, you know, but I do think that they both bring up key things that we should be considering. Um even if they let's say they aren't the complete reason for this is why ADHD is and this is what it really is and you know it's not a disorder like without getting into all of that I mean watching what we put into our bodies is pretty important and you know maybe looking at how we go about handling those who do have ADHD maybe that's a conversation we need to have I I just feel like these regardless if they are the case or not, are very important, nonetheless. So that is our conversation for tonight. And I look forward to meeting with you guys again so we can discuss attention deficit hyperactivity disorder in childhood and adolescence even more. But until then, I hope you all have a great night. And this is me signing off.